All right, guys, thank you for that, Carrie. Your update. We've got our next love guest ready for you. We've got Noy Mahoney joining us to talk a little bit about his Borderlands column. Noy, thank you for joining us. Chock full of topics today. And we'll start off with what's going on with Texas and truck acquisitions. Thanks for being here. Yeah, good morning. Uh, some interesting news, as you just mentioned, out of the mergers and acquisition front. Uh, a carrier called uh, Mustang Express, which is based in El Paso, Texas, was recently acquired by a trucking company called Online Transport Incorporated. Uh, Online Transport is based in Greenfield, Indiana, and uh, officials for uh, Online Transport said this: the acquisition gives them, you know, uh, an increased presence in the El Paso area, as well as more density and capacity on the on lanes stretching from Texas to the Midwest. Um, Mustang Express, they're a company with about 35 trucks and uh, 65 drivers. So, Noy, we're looking at this story. I'm sure there's going to be more to this in the future with more activity happening in that Borderlands area. Are we expecting that this is happening just really because of so much growth happening, of course, in Mexico and really the anticipation that there's just only going to be more activity here? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, uh, Online Transport Incorporated. Um, they're a carrier with about, I think, 550 trucks and 600 employees. So they're sort of a, a medium, mid-sized a regional carrier. Uh, and, you know, this acquisition looks like they're trying to beef up their presence, you know, along the border regions for cross-border freight, which is some of the things you just mentioned because of the growth of uh, manufacturing in Mexico, especially in that um, uh, El Paso, Ciudad Juarez uh area there's a lot of manufacturers located right on the other side of the border from el paso specifically you know automotive parts and medical equipment and stuff like that so no a couple of weeks back we were hearing about the issues with bridge backups there specifically in the el paso border crossing area does that continue to be an issue or are we seeing it kind of open back up now you know i, I think they're still seeing some disruptions uh you know caused by you know, influx of migrants. Uh, I know a few weeks ago, or maybe a few, a couple of months ago, they were having problems with computer systems glitches on both, you know, the U.S. side and the Mexican side for customs. And then we have this influx of migrants, which continues to cause disruptions at some of these trade bridges. And El Paso has, uh, you know, suffered a little bit. Uh, Cross-border volumes has, has been a little lower this year compared to last year, probably a lot to do with those disruptions. And Noy, staying with the southern part of the U.S., can you tell us about RK Logistics and the latest in Arizona? Yeah, you know, that's another interesting sort of border area expansion. Uh, RK Logistics um, recently opened an office in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, in sort of the Phoenix market. And according to a press release they put out there, the expansion is uh, targeting, uh, you know, manufacturers and, or, and industrial companies in the region. Um, this is interestingly their third uh, expansion this year. They also opened an office earlier this year in Austin, Texas, and another office in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So they're sort of looks like they're covering you know both both borders, the U.S. U.S. Mexico border and the U.S. Canada border. Interesting, of course, to watch. And Noel, let's move on to the story that we brought uh, to. The Freightwaves audience a couple months ago talking about corn disputes between U.S. and Mexico, because now we're seeing the U.S. requesting the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement as kind of a dispute breaker between what's going on. 
yeah, it's a story that just keeps getting legs. You know, it doesn't doesn't go away. A um, uh, couple of week, uh, last week, U.S. officials requested what's called a dispute consultation using, as you mentioned, the United States Mexico Canada agreement over Mexico's plan to ban imports of genetically modified corn. Uh, Mexico imports, uh, you know, millions of dollars a year, maybe billions of dollars a year of corn from the United States. And uh, their plan is to get rid of uh, a herbicide known as glyphosate from their food supply chain. And so this is one of the ways Mexican officials think they, they need to do it by banning genetically modified corn imports into their country. And Noy, as you said, this thing keeps getting legs and just they keep going and keep going. What's the next step here in this story? Or what does the timeline look like? Right now, the timeline with the consultation period uh, will last 75 days. And if no resolution can be reached at that point, then it goes to a uh, dispute uh, panel, res- uh, dispute panel settlement with a third party arbitrator making a decision uh, on this uh, subject. I should mention that uh, a few months ago, Mexico and the U.S. seemed like they were close to coming to a trade agreement on this resolution, but apparently that that resolution or whatever they were close to fell apart. And so now here we are again. When we first talked about the story, it was very interesting because we talked a little bit about kind of the misconceptions that come when people hear genetically modified. And they often think that, oh, that means that it's terrible for you. But oftentimes, especially in the United States, GMO corn just means that it was built to maybe withstand certain drought conditions a little bit better or that it was meant to easily, more easily reproduce and create a bigger yield. Are we seeing now or is there any type of language in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement that straight straight up like kind of dictates this type of agreement or is it is it kind of murky in the language um i haven't read the usmca you know particularly on this subject such as um making banning you know imports but what i've read done what i've seen up from some research is that when a country you know like Mexico or Canada wants to ban a certain import from the United States, the decision has to be made using scientific research. And so what U.S. officials are saying about this decision from Mexico is this isn't a science-based uh, decision. You know, this is a decision based on, as you said, sort of misconceptions about uh, genet- GM corn or, you know, herbicides. And so that's, that's sort of the U.S.'s position on this subject. And Noy, before we let you go, can you tell us about this story around a Texas dealership now closing its doors and leaving? That's a really interesting story, too. This company called Aero Truck Sales, uh, and they're based, well, they're not based in Texas, but they had three Texas locations, uh, one in um, San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas. And they've been operating here in the state since the 1990s, uh, but recently said that they had to close because um, this company, Aero Truck Sales, is a subsidiary of Volvo, which is you know a major international car manufacturer. And so in the state of Texas, Aero Truck Sales is classified as a manufacturer. And because of state regulations in Texas, car manufacturers, vehicle manufacturers can't own dealerships uh, you know, and sell uh, directly to consumers. 
And so because of this, uh, aero truck sales couldn't find, uh, you know, uh, any way to continue operating uh, here in Texas. It's interesting to watch. And of course, we can catch every single story from the Borderlands every single week by catching your article. Noi, thank you for joining us this morning, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Right now, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more for Is Now. 